Welcome to the Center for Leadership Studies podcast, an exploration of contemporary leadership issues with experts from a variety of fields and leadership backgrounds. In this episode, Dr. Marshall Goldsmith discusses how leaders can build and leverage their power bases to successfully influence up, down, and across the organization. For the Center for Leadership Studies, here's your host, Sam Shriver. It was uh, very rare that you could be in a room with Paul Hersey and not hear him talk about power. Right. Leadership is, you know, attempt to influence, and power is influence potential. Mm -hmm. And really, it's like situational leadership, to me at least, it tells you what to do and when to do it. Mm -hmm. And the whole idea of your power, it dictates why you're either going to be successful or unsuccessful, effective or ineffective. Right. What observations have you had in organizations that kind of connect well, Leadership you know, and let power. me connect a couple of dots. Is one I learned from Paul, and then one thing I learned from Peter Drucker. Paul talked about, uh, you know, power, your influence, potential. And Peter Drucker taught me every decision in the world is made by the person who has the power to make the decision, make peace with that. Not the best person, the right person, the smartest <laughs> person, or beautiful person. It's made by that person. Make peace with it. Well, connecting the two dots, um, the first thing is, one of the most common questions I'm asked, and I'm sure you've heard this a thousand times, sounds like this. You know, I'm working in a government organization, and I got this guy working for me. He's about two years from retirement. He's really a very mediocre performer. There's absolutely nothing I can do to change his performance appraisal at all. There's no way I'm going to fire him. It's just far too effort. He's not doing an awful job. He just shows up and does a mediocre job every day. How do I motivate him to be this enthusiastic and positive contributor and make a big difference? Well, my answer is prayer is one alternative. <laughs> the person has described a situation where they have no power. Now, they might think they should have power, but they don't. They have yeah. no power. So the question is, back in Paul's terminology, how do I influence someone when I have absolutely no potential to influence someone? Well, the answer is you don't. You work around it, you do the best you can do, but you can't change what you can't change. Yeah. Well, learning that, Peter Drucker has taught me that lesson, such a great lesson in life. Um, Every decision is made by the person who has the power to make the decision, make peace. The other thing Peter Drucker taught me is that person's customer. They don't have to buy you, sell. <laughs> you sell what you can sell. Yeah. If you can sell it, you sell it. If you can't sell it, you let it go. Yeah. And uh, something in my book, Triggers, I talk about this one question before you deal with any topic. Am I willing at this time to make the investment required to make a positive difference on this topic? If the answer is yes, go for it. The answer is no. Let it go. Move on. Move go on. Do, you, as, as I've grown older, my level of aspiration in life has gone down and down and down. But my level of impact has gone up and up and up. Why? Well, quit worrying about what I'm not going to change. Yeah. I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to change it. Make yeah. peace. Make peace. Change what you can change. Can't change it. Let it go. <laughs> yeah. Let it go. Move on, right? Well, we waste so much time in life when we have no power over things we're not going to change. The thing I've learned is really put your focus on, am I going to have the power to make a difference? Mm-hmm. If you are, fantastic. If you're not, why? I mean, you listen to those call-in sports shows where they're carping about the football coach. Yeah. Nobody cares what you think of the football coach, <laughs> right? <laughs> and by the way, the football players, they don't care about you. <laughs> Very true. They Very don't true. care about you. People get all excited about this stuff, right? They don't care about you. So. Uh, Kelly, my daughter Kelly's a professor at Northwestern. Uh, we did some research and we looked at meaning and happiness. And what we found is if you want to have a great life, live your own life. Don't live vicariously yeah. other people's lives. And back to Paul's concept of power, do I have influence potential? Do I have the potential to make a difference? If you do, 
go for it. Yeah. Now, what I love about what you guys are teaching on power, though, is you give people a model. And you give them a model to look at various levels of power. And then they can use that model to focus on how can I get the best leverage that I can in a specific situation. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, one common case study is uh, two case studies of power. One person is a senior vice president, two levels down from the CEO. One's the administrative assistant to the CEO. Who has the most power? Well, you think about it, in theory, this senior vice president has a whole lot more power than an administrative assistant. What is this senior vice president going to do to hurt the administrative assistant? Not much. Yeah. What can this assistant do to hurt him? Plenty. <laughs> <laughs> Who really has the power here? Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so sometimes when you look at the concept of power, what I like about the way you guys teach this is you get out of this simplistic view that just because your box is higher up on some chart than someone else's, you, that means you definitely have more power than them. Not always. Mm -hmm. Sometimes somebody at the bottom has more power than somebody at the top. Another one of the power bases you're talking about is connection power. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they may be connected with people that are important, all kinds of things. And I, I like the way you guys teach it because what you do is you really get, you, you really cause people to think and analyze power as opposed to making these naive assumptions. And when people make the naive assumptions, that's where they get lost in, quote, what should be. Yeah. Well, I'm the boss. I should have power to make this person go out and bust their butt. Well, that's nice. You, theoretically, you should, but practically, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> make peace. Move on. Get going, yeah. Do what you can do, but don't sit there carping about what you're not going to change anyway. Yeah. We've recently done a couple of studies with uh, training industry on kind of revalidating the seven power bases, you know? Mm -hmm. And interestingly enough, cross generations, Yeah. all seven of those power bases are still highly valid of course you know will people do things to avoid punishment you know the coercive you know well, of course they will oh yeah and a lot of times misunderstood i think style one really the purpose of that mm -hmm. is to create movement yeah you know so if somebody is scared and they don't know what they're doing and mm -hmm. you the boss says okay i want you to follow my exact instruction mm -hmm. they may take that first step because they want to avoid punishment, but once they do, you know, right. they're into the developmental cycle and you, right. and you move on. But the three big winners in terms of the power bases where people really said, yeah, of all seven, mm -hmm. these three make the most sense. Like I would change my behavior mm -hmm. if my boss asked me to do something differently on the basis of these three. And the first one was legitimate power. Mm -hmm. If you're the boss, you're there's the boss. that whole that whole idea of oughtness. Right, right. You know, it's kind of like you should make this decision. Right. And a lot of times with legitimate power, you think about the whole idea of holding people accountable right. you know, for things and making those difficult decisions. And so often in organizations, from our perspective anyway, culturally, whatever, people shy away from that. Yeah. They're afraid to do that. Yeah. And what that does is it really impacts their referent power. Mm -hmm. you know, because people see them as unwilling to exercise their authority when their authority should be exercised. Right. And it really impacts the whole idea of my identification with you right. as a leader. And then the third thing was expert power, legitimate mm -hmm. referent and expert power. Mm -hmm. Two of those three, there's almost no end to the creative approach that you can take to build your referent power mm -hmm. or your expert power. It's a lot like emotional intelligence, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So if I want you, for whatever reason, 
to identify with me, I have to invest. Mm -hmm. I have to listen. I have to understand. I have mm -hmm. to do things for you on a consistent basis over time. Mm -hmm. Or you're going, you know, Sam isn't such a bad guy. You know, mm -hmm. maybe when he asks me to do something I don't want to do, mm -hmm. I'll just pitch in and do it. Mm -hmm. In terms of developing expertise, if I really want to become an expert, mm -hmm. there's a ton of things I can do mm -hmm. to sort of increase sure. that ability. But with legitimate power, as the doc used to say, position power, it's given to you. If you don't use it, you lose it. Mm -hmm. So those three things really drive the effectiveness of pretty much any style you're going to employ. Mm -hmm. And so much of referent power, as you've talked a lot about, is just saying goodbye to ego. Mm -hmm. If you're saying to somebody, do this because I'm in charge, mm -hmm. <laughs> you're probably on, on shaky ground there. But if you go up in the organization, is that valid from your perspective, like legitimate referent expert is kind of really being the drivers of effective influence? Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. That makes lots of sense to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dr. Marshall Goldsmith is one of the world's leading executive educators, coaches, and authors. He's a pioneer in helping successful leaders get even better. His books, Triggers, Mojo, and What Got You Here Won't Get You There are New York Times bestsellers. Marshall has been ranked by Thinkers 50 as the number one leadership thinker in the world and the number one executive coach in the world. Thank you for listening to the Center for Leadership Studies podcast. Through its innovative leadership development programs, the Center for Leadership Studies has helped millions of individuals across the globe become more effective leaders and has helped thousands of organizations build more productive and engaged workforces. For additional information on our services and products, please visit situational.com or call 919-335-8763. The Center for Leadership Studies, the global home of situational leadership.